everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Wash. Today, we want to talk about something that is specific to moms, the mom brain. Yes. If you've ever had trouble remembering details about yourself, your day, your responsibilities, what you were just doing, what you just ate, or anything else that might be relevant, then you have some insight into what it feels like to have mom brain. This is something that has been talked about very casually, but can actually be incredibly frustrating and disruptive. Oh my gosh, incredibly. I think it's safe to say that each of us has experienced this on a day-to-day basis, but I think we can also agree that some days are worse than others. So let's start with the basics. What is the mom brain? Well, I am no expert, but I think a really easy way to describe it would be no matter what you do, nothing sticks in your brain. Because I know for me, it doesn't matter what I do. If I'm having a mom brain kind of day, I can write down whatever I need to do or remember, but it does me absolutely no good because I can't even remember where I put that sticky note or my planner or my phone. For me, mom brain is the emptiness that lingers when you go to process a thought and there's nothing there, you know? However, a more formal definition of mom brain is used to describe the feelings of forgetfulness, fogginess, and difficulty concentrating that seem to come with both growing and delivering a baby. There's a lot of research being done now into mom brain, uh, which we'll get into the science of it in another episode. But I don't think mom brain is solely while growing and delivering a baby. Those two processes are part of a huge metamorphosis happening to our brains that just doesn't go away simply when the baby's here. Mom brain is anytime and all the time over here. That formal definition captures the right adjectives, but I agree. I think mom brain extends well past that birthing process. I know that even as my daughter is approaching 14 months old, I still have those times where, you know, I can have an important report in my hand at work, set it down, remember having placed it on my desk, turn around and it's gone. And I have no idea where I put it. And then I spend the next 45 minutes looking for it. And you know, where I work, we have three buildings that I'm in and out of all day long. So it could literally be anywhere. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that definition is pretty spot on, but my son is almost two and I still find myself having mom brain moments. Not only do I lose stuff constantly, I forget the food that I just ate. And I feel like I can never concentrate on just one thing. My mind is constantly going at 1,000 miles per hour, and sometimes that translates verbally when I am trying to communicate. It feels like my mind is working a lot faster than the words can come out. The other day, I was trying to tell somebody on the phone that I was waiting on clarification before getting back to him, and instead of saying what I wanted to say, it was like I short-circuited and said a massive jumbled-up phrase. You know... I personally felt so spacey after having my first child that I was so genuinely embarrassed and I felt like a burden to my husband. So I went deep diving on the internet to find out if this was normal, if there was any solid ground for mom brain besides me just being riddled with ADHD. And what I found was a gold mine. Moms everywhere are feeling like they can't keep up with how fast their thoughts are going, how foreign their bodies feel, and just all around how discombobulated they are. I felt seen. I felt validated. Gosh, yes. Sometimes momming is really aggravating, but it has nothing to do with the kids. The mental task load alone, mental, I'm sorry, mental task load alone is enough to overwhelm or overstimulate me. 
I know I'm not the only mom wondering what causes this. Um, Emily, do you ever notice when you're maybe experiencing more of that mom brain feeling than usual or anything that triggers mom brain maybe? Personally, I notice it happens more when I'm trying to juggle too many things all at once or if I don't have everything in order or organized. Okay, so is there anything you can do to kind of calm that feeling of overwhelm or help overcome the forgetfulness that you're experiencing during that? I am a huge believer in to-do lists. And let's be real, list in general. It's how I start every morning. I drink my coffee and take five to 10 minutes in the morning to take a deep breath and write down everything that I need to accomplish. As I go through the day, I add things to lists and cross out the other items once they are completed. The things that aren't completed that day get put on the list for the next day. I also meal plan every week and I place my grocery order on Sunday night before pickup on Monday after work. That way I don't have to think about what I'm making for dinner or gro going grocery shopping during the week. That's actually super smart. Uh, Kat, what about you? Being a stay-at-home mom and a work-from-home mom, you have your girls a lot more than Emily and I do during the day, which is awesome, by the way. I love that you get to spend so much time with them at this age, um, but do you feel like that results in feeling forgetfulness more often, or do you kind of have it down? Do I have it down? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I swore up and down that after I had kids, I would be on a schedule. I would have routines, etc. But now that I'm a mom of two, things have gone from unusually forgetful to mad lib, fill in the blank forgetful. Basically, I have my day centered on ease and priority tasks. I get up, I have a small personal morning routine, and I start the basic tasks that I know are my responsibility to get done. Feed the girls, change the girls, entertain the girls, do the things I have planned for work. Everything else is extra and either waits until my husband comes home or the girls are sleeping. I am incredibly forgetful with anything else, even if it's written down, and it's exacerbated by the fact that I'm severely time-blind due to my ADHD. What is time-blindness, and are there any ways that maybe help you with that? Um, okay, so time-blindness is a term used for a lot of people that have ADHD. We have a very skewed understanding of time, so... 30 minutes might seem like enough to stop at the store on the way to a friend's party, but I, in the store, may get sidetracked and end up 30 minutes late. On the other hand, I could have chores to do in the house, and in my mind, I assume I need three hours to do this. But if I set a visual timer for 30 minutes, I find I can manage way more in less time if I know it's limited. And that's a, just a really long way of saying visual timers help. And my Apple Watch is a huge help because I can verbally set an alarm to do whatever it is I need to do on time. Wow, that's so complex. Jordan, your job requires you to be up and away from your desk pretty often. And the clinic you work at is extremely fast paced. How do you keep everything on your plate in order? So really for me, I kind of have to live and die by my planner. Um, I've always been a planner person, but recently I've had to kind of step up my efficiency uh, because I'll hyperfixate or I'll jump around from task to task. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I come in, I set a timer for usually about 20 to 30 minutes and plan out my day. I look at what's time sensitive, what needs to be prioritized, and then check it off as I go. If I don't have it written down, I really struggle to remember everything that needs to get done in a day. Or like I said, I'll hyperfixate and I'll never leave my desk which then turns into me not spending time on the floor with those technicians, helping answer questions or, or teaching um, different uh, protocols or whatever the case may be. Um, 
So yeah, that kind of is how I operate at work. And then at home, um, we have a dry erase calendar on the fridge that I update weekly so that everybody knows where we're supposed to be. William knows when I when to expect me home because he has my work schedule on there. Um, and then we also don't miss out on one of the many obligations we have. Um, and then I'm also a big color coding person. I really like that I can zero in on one topic at a time because they're all color coded. I will literally color code anything. I'm obsessed with it. I've got tabs yes. and books mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But okay, we've talked about how we battle mom brain, but let's look at the positive side. So many funny stories <laughs> have come out of these situations. Em, can you remember a time that you were so lost in the brain fog that all you could do is laugh and Jordan be thinking of yours because we're going to you next? Okay. Well, out of the many times this has happened, this one I laugh at the most. I packed up everything for a day outing. I'm feeling like I'm the most prepared I've ever been. Baker's backpack is fully stocked with diapers. I had three different kinds of wipes in there, snacks, bottle stuff, toys galore. I even packed snacks, drinks, sunglasses, and essentials for Anakwi and I. And we got in the car and we were going down the road when I just got this gut feeling that I was forgetting something. And so I was going through the checklist and I realized I had everything but my own purse and phone. Yeah, it was sitting right on the counter, right where I had left it. Jordan, what about you? <laughs> so kind of along the same lines, you know, there's there's been plenty of times where I'm convinced I have everything I need and I'm ready to walk out the door, and, but I don't think there's actually ever been a time where I'm ready. Uh, this particular time I'm thinking of, I was it was a Monday. I was getting all of my stuff um, ready for the morning. I had my bag with all of my work stuff in it, my pump bag with all of those supplies, and then my daughter's bag with all of her stuff. I loaded it all up. I get her to school, walk in. I'm getting all of her stuff put down, and she was still exclusively breastfeeding at the time. Um, so I reached into the bag to pull out the pitcher of milk and completely deflated because it was not in the bag, and I couldn't even think of where it might be. So... Okay, where was it? It was on top of the dryer. Shut up. Yeah, I guess um, I had set it down when I went out to the garage while I was transporting all of the bags and the baby and just all of the things. And I was so embarrassed. I felt like such a bad mom for forgetting like the one thing she actually needed. But I was also at a point in that morning where all I could do was laugh at it. All right, Kat, you're up. Oh, I've got so many mom brain moments that it's really hard for me to pick one, but one of my husband's favorites that he references all the time was a night when all of us girls are homesick. We've been trying to be better about not sharing things when we're sick, and if you have kids, you know that's nearly impossible anyway, but we do try. So we're having Cool Whip, which is a fun dessert in our house. Nick is consistent about scooping some into a bowl when he eats it, but I eat out of the container, and yes, I am that person. Naturally, our oldest finds me sneaking some and asks for a bite. And remember, we're sick, my husband is not, and we're trying not to share germs. Sure, you can have a bite. I grab a clean spoon, scoop her some, and as Nick comes walking back into the kitchen, I'm scooping her a second bite. Did you get a clean spoon, he asks. Yes. Did you double dip? Yes, I did. <laughs> no hesitation, no denying. I did, in fact, put the spoon with all of our stick cooties into the Cool Whip container. I didn't think twice about scooping with the same spoon. I just did it. And the thought 
really didn't occur to me until afterwards. I think it's safe to say that was our cool whip after that. I think it's safe to say that no one is safe from mom brain. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes moms forget that we are all going through the same thing when it comes to being forgetful and that we should lean on each other and learn from each other. Sometimes a coping skill that works for me might be helpful to one of you or I could learn how to do something more efficiently by watching the two of you. And I think that not only extends to coping skills, but learning from other moms also reminds us that sometimes you just need to take a breather and relax. For example, Kat, you're way better about messes that the kids make. Um, You're much more patient with them about it, whereas I'm usually right behind them cleaning up the the block set that they just finished playing with and moved on uh, from after getting it out. You serve as a really good reminder to me that just let them play. Just let them learn and explore and experiment. And Emily, you're really good at balancing things. Um, You are a badass at work and also an insanely talented mom. And it helps me remember that I can do both. I, I can work and be good in that arena. And I can also be an awesome mom. Oh, gosh, I agree. And thank you for saying that. It makes my heart so happy because it does bother me when they make messes. <laughs> but you're so good at it. Thank you. And friends, if you've noticed a mom having a mom brain day, just know, don't, don't pick on them. Okay? If they're a little flighty, just let it go. Just move on. Jordan, you really give me the courage to stand my ground as a mom and as a woman. Setting boundaries as an adult is hard, but setting them with your kids, for me, is sometimes unbearable. And I know I can do it just by remembering that you do it so gracefully. Em, I cannot agree more with Jordan. You are truly superwoman. I've never seen such a take charge, do it all mom. It's inspiring to know that I am capable of following my dreams, providing for my family, and being a kick-ass employee. It is an invaluable perk having this support system where we can take the best parts of each other and grow. One where we're putting each other to be better moms and people in general. And we actually touched on this in our last episode about how different we are, but it's so true because we have three different backgrounds in almost every aspect of our life. And I love that we don't allow that to become an obstacle in our friendship. Gosh, guys, my heart feels so warm right now. But in my eyes, I admire y'all both so much, not only as mamas, but as strong, independent women. Jordan, you always will say it as it is and confront situations head on, all while juggling all of your activities and being a badass mom. Kat, I always admired how you are so in tune with your emotions and connecting with your girls that way. Also, just being a work from home home and stay-at-home mama is just admirable in and of itself. It would be so incredibly easy for the three of us to hate each other if we did not love each other so deeply and so intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I say intentionally because that kind of love, the kind that's present even when we're not in agreement or when conversation get, conversations get uncomfortable, that kind of un- unconditional love and respect takes a growth mindset and an empathetic heart. If we didn't have this relationship built upon those ideals and we just went along with how mainstream media tells us how we should have behaved together, there wouldn't be a friendship here at all. Let's be honest. No. And with everything that we're taught growing up to watching the media everywhere in print, we're told that we should be jealous and catty and honestly flat out hateful to each other. It really is a blessing that we see our differences as assets. And, and like we've been saying, as growth opportunities as well, 
Um, when we see one another with a great look going on that day or share a new idea or different technique for something, there's not jealousy. But instead we're thinking, okay, how do I incorporate this into my dynamic? Will it work with my family dynamic? Anyway, we're getting a little off topic. Just a little, but let's recap. Is mom brain an actual thing? Yes. Are other moms going through this too? Definitely. Can we laugh about it and find silver linings? Absolutely. Are there things we can do to help ourselves be more efficient and helpful? Sure. Mom brains are a real thing, but that doesn't limit us and it doesn't make you any less of a wonderful mom. You are made for your kids, mama. Yeah, and just a reminder that we really want you to interact with us and help us form a community of fantastic mamas and strong women. So be sure to check us out on social media or email us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Wash Pod or email us at washpodcast at gmail.com. And join us next time as we dig into yet another topic from our running list. And remember, it will all come out in the wash. See ya. Bye, y'all. Toodles.